0: This is a Miracami Minute, presented by the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. Hello, party people. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Cool Cat Spencer Church. You got a partial name, because we're Miracami guys, and uh, so far we've read- And Cool Cat, I mean, that that, that kind of falls, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. We read, like, 18 stories already that all had jazz or classical music in them. So, you're a cool cat. Yeah. Today, we are talking, we're only going to do two stories this week. Uh, but I'm very excited because both of these I really liked. This first one, oh, God, it was sad. I I got, I got felt sad. Yeah? I don't know if you will. The little green monster? You know what? I'll give you my synopsis here. A uh, little green monster comes out of the ground, and a woman watches it. She's like, what the fuck is that thing? It's hideous. Comes to her house, knocks on the door, and she's scared to death because of this little green monster. It's ugly. Man. And then it comes in the house, and then she realizes it's harmless, and then it says it loves her, and it can read her mind. And uh, she kills it. Let me get into the d- my notes here. Because this, uh, like I said, I felt this was very depressing. I don't know if you took as much away from this mm. as I did. I read this before we started the podcast. Super sad.
1: Mm. <laughs> mm.
0: This story made me think of that awkward adolescent period of growing up when you always feel ugly and out of place. Because mm. I read this through the eyes of the little green monster personally. Okay. I don't know if you did that. No. But that's where I came from. The poor little green monster mustered up the courage to make the long, laborious climb up through the earth to tell this woman how much he loves her, and she rejects him so hard he dies a sad, miserable death, made all the more tragic by the fact that he could read her thoughts and actually see how much she hated him for no other reason than his appearance. Fuck, that sucks. Yeah, that's messed up. What happens is he climbs for a long climb, like his claws are almost gone, because he climbs so long up out of the earth, and his friend's down there and fucking goblin land, wherever he came from and they're like hey man you're stupid why do you love this girl doesn't explain why he loves this girl it doesn't explain how he knows this girl yeah but he comes up and she's a married woman her husband was at work during this time but he comes up and he wants to talk to her and express his love he wants to tell her he loves her even though his friends think it's foolish and you know him being a little green monster probably is well he knocks on the door and she notices that he has this real big long nose that goes into almost like a whip and that's what he's using to knock on the door and he has like scales that are green and but he has very human eyes that are very expressive, uh, so you could see like 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 a human's eyes. Yeah, like, oh. you see
1: like the sadness.
0: So this monster is very freaky looking. He goes inside, and she's like, "Oh, what the fuck!" Ah. And he says, "Hey, I just want to tell you I love you. I love you." And uh, I didn't write notes on the pages because it's only like a five page story. But uh, he talks in a very unique way.
1: They kind of like repeat.
0: Yeah, I forget how Mirakami said this.
1: I think cause it was still kind of like learning her language.
0: Yeah, it was like somebody learning the language. So he'd be like, hey, I want want you to love me or whatever. So, But he tells her he loves her and all this stuff. And she's like thinking about how ugly he is and stuff. And then he's like, oh, you know, like he mistakenly, I would say, uh, pretty much tells her he could read her mind. Like he doesn't tell her he could read her mind, but he knows what she's thinking. And she realized, oh, did he just read my mind? And then he does it again. And she's like, oh. And then she realizes, well, you know what I could do to him and he keeps saying, Oh, I love you. She just starts thinking horrible thoughts about how to kill him yeah. in every awful way. First she starts thinking like, Oh, he's so ugly and gross. She sees he starts to like blush, I guess. He turns purple. And then she's like, He's fucking hideous. Oh, I can never love a thing like you. How dare you break into my house? And then he starts crying red drops, like hmm. it looks like blood almost. And his eyes are bulging out. I think it even says like it's like her insults from her mind are absorbing all into his eyes and they're swelling up and it's a very grotesque scene. And then she just keeps insulting him. He's like, oh, just please stop, stop. I don't want to cause you any harm. I just want to tell you I love you. She's like, no. And she this is all in her mind. She's just thinking, oh, I hope you die. I want to rip off each one of your scales from the root. I want to tie you to a chair and stab you and cut you. Like, just all those awful things to this poor it little monster. Terrible. Terrible. And each thing just makes him like, wither up more and more and more. And he just he's begging her, just please stop. No, I don't I'm I don't wanna hurt you. I just love you. Please stop, don't do this. I think this is fucking evil lady. she just keeps going and going. And uh, he shrivels up and then he becomes like a husk of a thing with just eyes and then she, she you know, she gets the nail in the coffin there was another big insult, and then he just disappears pretty much, and he just dies. And I just thought, man, this story is really just about like somebody who who mustered up the courage to tell the person they like that they like them and get super ejected. It'd be yeah. like what you think the worst case scenario would be. Like this person wants you to die. <laughs> it was just very sad. I I just felt so bad for that little monster because he didn't he, he didn't want to cause any harm. No, he was such a nice little guy, and she was a bitch. I won't say it. She was a bitch. bitch. I guess she was married. She was like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I'm married." She didn't say that.
1: Oh, she so like, anything. hey, you're not human. Sorry.
0: You're kind of gross looking. I'm sorry I'm not attracted to monsters. She's the one who says he's a monster. Is he a monster? She doesn't even know where he came from. He Maybe in his area he's a handsome guy. You don't know that. Why can I not find this fucking story? Pissing me off. It's pissing me the fuck off. I keep going to Lederhosen.
1: Lederhosen.
0: I don't like the way he said that. Did I just... Is that story not in here? What ew, What if that was like a Mirakami twist? In my book, the stories just never existed. And I just made this up. And you went along with it. You're like, well, there's no little yeah, green monster story, game." Okay. Fucking weirdo. Here we go. Oh, it's good. It's only like three pages. It's very short. I Fuck, I could have just read the whole thing yeah. for this this episode. And that would have been good enough. Yeah, because he's like all scaly and his long claws and feet and all this stuff. How did, I just want to read how this ends. Of course, it ends in a big block. <laughs> Writhing on the floor, the monster tried to move its mouth and speak to me, struggling to open its lips as if it wanted to leave me some final message, to convey some ancient wisdom, some crucial bit of knowledge that it had forgotten to impart on me. Before that could happen, the mouth attained a painful stillness, and soon it went out of focus and disappeared. The monster now looked like nothing more than a pale evening shadow. All that remained, suspended in the air, were its mournful, bloated eyes. That won't do any good, I thought, to it. You can look all you want, but you can't say a thing. You can't do a thing. Your existence is over, finished, done. Soon the eyes dissolved into emptiness, and the room filled with the darkness of night. And uh, that story did not have any quotations either in the dialogue, which I thought was strange. What the fuck, man? Why was she like yeah. that? What would that little guy do to her? It'd be so like harsh.
1: Dig up her yard. Is that
0: is that is issue? Like a Karen doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. dig up the yard. That's fucked up. So you didn't get that at all. That the, that was just like a story about just getting rejected. You know, like I, like I just pictured not not a monster, just somebody that's maybe not that attractive looking, kind of awkward.
1: I didn't. I wasn't thinking that as I was reading it, but that that you brought it up. I, you know, I well, see like it. how
0: we talked about the way he spoke with the uh, he was repeating words and stuff. Mm-hmm. I almost just pictured it as like a an awkward young man stuttering. Novice nervous stuttering trying to confess his feelings and then getting the worst rejection and what would you feel like if somebody rejects you like you're gonna die yeah you want to cry and you're fucking get all gross and slobby and snotty and then you just die on the floor and that's what i got from that story maybe that's not what he meant but that's what i took from it uh next up was family affair man did i love slash hate this character (laughs) so it starts off with a brother and sister now the brother, like. He already goes right from the bat that he just hates her fiance. Doesn't know him, just hates him. Doesn't yeah, like the way he looks. So, and this is where I want to talk about spaghetti. We mentioned in the last episode, I'm sure everyone is real excited to hear about this, but the, it's actually not that exciting. The tease,
1: the, the spaghetti tease. The spaghetti
0: tease that, uh, I don't know how many people listen to these particular episodes anymore. Uh, we have one guy, I know he likes it. Shout out to you one guy that I don't remember your name, I'm sorry. Um, but keep listening, please. And uh, if you reach out, comment on anything, or just you know say you like these episodes, uh, I'll promise to try to remember your name mm. next time. I just there's, we get so many things online. I don't know really comments. I don't know what the fuck. What do we get anymore? We get a lot of likes on stuff. Some I don't know. I always get all these emails. I get emails. I get all these emails, and I just can't keep up. Too popular. Too god popular. So they uh, the brother and sister go to an Italian restaurant now. This is what uh, what I wanted to bring up before we go. Because they're having a meal and the spaghetti's awful and all this shit. But I've noticed in fiction and different things and just reading about Japan, Italian restaurants are very popular in Japan. Which, I mean, they're very popular in the U.S. So I'd imagine any big city like Tokyo or, you know, London, anywhere would probably be popular uh, cuisine. But here's what I was thinking. You never really think about, like, if you go to a foreign country, like, you never think what they consider good foreign food. So if you went to Italy... Obviously, you know, everything's Italian food's Italy. So what would their foreign food be? Is like Japanese? Like, what's the thing they go out to on a I fucking would, yeah, Monday night? It'd probably be something like that.
1: Yeah, they would probably, or whatever. Because
0: in the U.S., we're such a hodgepodge. We had just everything. Yeah. But if you go to actual, like, specific, like, you know, the Ukraine or something, like I'm sure they have Italian restaurants. But, like, in Italy, is it Japanese? Like, people go out for sushi? Or, I, I don't know. It confounds me. I would love to... Uh, investigate that and think, like, hey, in what countries, like, what's the most popular foreign cuisine? Yeah. I think that'd be very po- uh, very fun. Because in Japan, like I said, it's Italian. And then, like, they have a lot of, like, American, I don't talk about, like, McDonald's and, you know, dumb shit like that. But, like, American quote-unquote restaurants where it's, like, hamburgers and fries. Yeah. And they're supposed to be high. But those are always, like, really, like, you know, I have all these, like, Hollywood decor or Western decor or... You know, things like that. Like, it's very themed. But, like, Italian restaurants, are an Italian restaurant. Like, a nice Italian restaurant. So, uh, I guess French would probably be one that's popular. And I think that comes up in a lot of Japanese fiction, too, is French restaurants. So, maybe in Italy, French is... Uh... And then, of course, obviously in France, no, nothing. No, yeah. No other country. <laughs> nope. No other country's cuisine can touch French soil.
1: But, I mean, they probably don't even like... The French probably don't even like their own food. <laughs> but it's the best, according oh, to them. Oh, yeah. But, but they don't need it. But they hate it. They hate everything. The the French are just like Star Wars fans if you gave them the country. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. Uh, so anyway, uh, the brother and sister, they fight about him not liking the food, which I don't blame him because, like, the outer... They didn't cook food, it, right? The outer food was, like, fucking hard as a rock and the inside was raw, and he just didn't eat it. But his sister just, like, forced it down, and she's like... And he made it like apparently a scene when he he sent it back and stuff like he just didn't eat it, which in Jap- Japanese culture, that is like people would look at that and be like, oh, that's very rude that he made a scene about the food. But
1: she uh, well, as we find out, he has a very narrow perspective. Yeah.
0: And what I like about him is he's very un-Japanese in the way
1: <laughs> he, he's like a
0: snarky asshole, pretty much. Never stops joking, doesn't take anything seriously, but it's funny as fucking yeah. sometimes. But also a horrible douche. Like, how many women and stuff, like, he just runs through. Because he has a girlfriend, but he's always fucking all these yeah. women. So him and his sister, like, she's eating, and then she's drinking her fucking disgusting coffee. <laughs> and, like, and she's, like, she's clearly having a bad time, too, but they get in a big fight. And she mentions how he always relies on people cleaning up his messes, meaning his life. But also, really, because uh, when he used to masturbate as a teenager, <laughs> he would just spunk. All over the sheets, <laughs> and the women of the house had yeah. to clean them. So, you know, they had to clean up his life figuratively and actually. Like, <laughs> it's pretty gross. But, yeah, he, he is such a snarky asshole. I love it. It makes me so happy. We'll do what we did last time. We'll just go through the synopsis and then break down the story. They lived together, and they lived together, well, obviously their whole lives. But when he moved out at 20 after graduating college and she graduated high school,
1: no, that's he, not right. He he's was, like what, like five years older than her? Yeah, him, or five so, or six, something like that. But
0: she was eighteen, and yeah, so I think he was like twenty-three. That makes more sense. They got an apartment at their mom's wish. Like uh, he they had to pay half the rent, and they lived together. So they lived together for like five years, and they're very close. So this opening scene, like when you see how you're like, oh, they must hate each other, but it's not the case yeah. actually. That's just how it plays out.
1: Well, well, they're close, but also never hardly ever see each other. That's
0: how it works because, like, his work schedule, her work schedule, it's the opposite. Uh, so, everything in, when they were in school, it was the same thing. So, everything worked out great for that. And they both have, like, a personal philosophy. It's like, hey, you stay out of my life, I stay out of your life in regards to, like, they don't bring people home to have sex with and they don't get in each other's business about anything. So, that's very fun. Like, that was a cool dynamic they have. And then you see him start off fighting. You're like, ooh, what's going to happen? But the the main reason why they're fighting is because she finally meets a guy. She goes on a trip to San Francisco, meets a guy. Uh, he's like an engineer or something. Very bland dude. And our
1: protagonist does not like this guy. Does not like him at all uh, because he doesn't like his face. And that's kind of like the fun thing about the story because like they say normally like in a Stephen King story, whenever like the main character doesn't like a guy, it's a very good reason and like you, you don't like that guy because for whatever reason. Yeah. But no, the boyfriend's a really good guy. He's a real solid dude. Yeah. Like yeah. There's no reason not to like this guy. He just doesn't like him. I mean, he he doesn't have like a, the look of his face.
0: But he, he's not like ugly or anything. He just yeah. He, he just doesn't,
1: doesn't like him. the look of his face. He
0: rides a motorcycle. He doesn't like that. He's just not his type. Doesn't like motorcycle. That's what he says. He's not his type. He doesn't like motorcycle guys. Fun fact. Because I, I'm, I, you might not have noticed. I know you definitely didn't know the second part of this, but one, the guy actually has a name, the fiancé. Yeah, everybody
1: yeah. in these stories, I, this I, guy has a name. I can't remember what it was, but I did notice he would have a name, because that, that anytime they refer to it, it was his full name. Well,
0: there's a reason for that. His name is Noboru Watanabe. So Noboru Watanabe, that's the name of the missing cat in our first story, the wind-up bird. Oh. That was the name of the cat, and in the... The book, the Wind Up or the Wind Up Bird Chronicle, the missing cat is Noboru Wataya or something. He changed the last name, but still Noboru Watanabe, pretty much. And I did a little snooping. I didn't read ahead, but I did a little snooping in the last story. The elephant vanishes because there's a mention that Noboru here has the uh, one. Of the reason why our protagonist doesn't like him is because he reminds him of a guy he went to school with who was a jerk and had an elephant. It had a memory like an elephant, so. If that guy like, noticed you had a, like a tick or something, something that would bother you, he would never forget it and would yeah. keep doing it. Well, in the last story, there's a character, the elephant vanishes. The guy's an elephant, not elephant wrangler, whoever takes care of elephants, I guess. Like I said, I didn't read that story yet, but guess what his name is?
1: No, 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 I like the way you said
0: that. <laughs> you sound like an alien. <laughs> Noboru Watanabe. So three times, same name, all different in this uh collection, I think it's very interesting. I have to read this because it says read you know no, like I said, we'll go through the thing. Eventually our protagonist, his sister forces him to meet this guy and Well,
1: uh like because there's a um there's supposed to be like a dinner with the parents, both of the parents coming together, but they couldn't do it, so the brother was like a stand in for the parents the first time they met. Yeah. And they had like a good time and then there's a second time a little bit later on in the story, where they have like a like a dinner together at at their place, there's just the three of them.
0: Every occasion, um, our protagonist is just busting balls.
1: Yeah, nonstop busting that, balls. Doesn't and this, matter. The sister's
0: very mad the whole time. She keeps getting very angry with them. And there's a lot of development. This is a longer story. There's a lot of development with their dynamic and how they grew up and flashbacks also, and stuff.
1: I also feel and I, they don't really um bring it up too much in the story but just kind of made my own headcanon. With, like, the the sister getting mad, I also feel like she finds it funny. Yeah. But she's also, like, that also kind of gets her mad, too, is that... Well, the
0: overall theme seems to... It's about growing up and uh, about maturing and getting your life together. And one of the big things with her, I think her problem is, because she's young still. Like, he's, like, 27 or something, but she's pretty young. She wants to... uh, you know get she wants to get married she wants to move on with her life so to speak but like you said even though she's mad at him she still part of her kind of thinks it's funny because they grew up together they're very close obviously she's gonna have probably the same sense of humor she just can't
1: show that she, she thinks it's funny and she's the she's always the straight man yeah because like Boo Boo. He never uh, gets the joke. Yeah, he never gets. the so she it. always had
0: every because every literally every other sentence our protagonist is spouting off some kind of joke, and then she has to explain, no, that's a joke. Ew. It's fucking dumb. Don't listen to it. <laughs> is that I, serious? Which is great because that's the dynamic with me and my wife. Yeah. Because anytime we go somewhere and we meet some new people, I'm an ass, and she has to. No, he's joking. He's kidding. That's not what he really talks about. like. He's not really meaning that. Uh so th- that I, this character hit hard with me, other than like the womanizing douche part. Because this guy, is always fucking all kinds of women. And he's like a, I mean, it sounds like he has a good job and stuff. He just, he drinks way too much and well, he just.
1: I didn't so much see it as womanizing. I just see, I saw it as more of like anything else in his life. He just didn't really care. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, I don't well, think. Well, the
0: problem is he has a girlfriend and well, he's doing all this stuff with all these other women.
1: The, but the girlfriend, they made it seem like. When was the last time you seen her? Like, you know, like he had, weeks. Like he has these girlfriends, mm-hmm. but they're really just I think just people he has sex with like more than once. Yeah. Well, there's a scene where I think he just called them the girlfriend just to get so they did leave him alone a little bit.
0: Most likely. But there was like there's a couple of gross scenes. There's one where he uh, he pulled the douchey move where he tried to have sex with this one girl that he just met. And, I w- I and she was w- like, "I'm on my period." And he was like, "Oh, what?" And she's like, "I got a tampon." He's like, "Just take it out." <laughs> like, ew. Uh, she says no.
1: But I, I was going to see if you were going to read the uh that last sex scene towards the end when he's like super drunk after the um uh I can. <laughs> I wasn't in my notes,
0: but I can. Uh, there also was a good part where he's because it's like a Sunday dinner because he was supposed to meet this one chick and he was gonna have sex with the period one. He, it was the week later and he's gonna have sex with her. Well, he his his sister wanted that dinner. The sister wanted the fucking dinner with the no brew guy like that night, and he's like, hey, I can't. I got plans. He just doesn't want to talk to this guy. He doesn't have any interest mm-hmm. in meeting this guy again. He you know, only met him the one time, it was like a month before. Uh, she's like, no, you're coming to dinner. And he's like, I got plans. She's like, no, you don't. You're lying. And he's like, yeah, I do. I'm going out with my girlfriend or something. And he was like, no, you're not. Cancel your plans. So he calls up his girlfriend and cancels his plans. And then after that, he and she was very mad, apparently and then after that he calls the girl that he actually had plans with and he, but she doesn't answer and he's gonna cancel with her so it's the period one so I was like wait a minute so he did have plans actually did have plans
1: with his girlfriend but he was gonna break those anyway
0: to go up with the other girl like you fucking dickhead like that's such a shitty thing to do
1: and then after the dinner ends up meeting a third person a third woman <laughs> yeah
0: uh but at the end you know this was a happier story he ends up with realizing the no brew guy's okay he's kind of a lame like not a wet blanket but you know just like a boring he's good with his, his hands type. yeah he's good with his hands uh he's an engineer i mean he fixes the stereo yeah he's a good guy he doesn't have any reason to hate him he just you know man whatever but he also realizes which comes up in their dinner conversation that you know she gets married she's gonna move out and she's not gonna be able to watch the fucking protagonist's clothes and everything else mm. anymore he kind of understands, but again, he just kind of goes, like most characters in these uh, stories, he just goes with the flow of things. He doesn't really care. But he does realize by the end, he's like, yeah, because he gets, like you said, they had the sex scene. because he gets hammered drunk, and he goes out after that dinner and just gets more drunk, meets a chick, has awful sex with her. I did highlight it, actually. <laughs> yeah? Yes, I did. Yes. I remembered. It is in my notes, because I was, was- like, I, this is great. So we'll get to that. Yes. He ends up. Uh, going home, throwing up for the first time. Everything, like, I got, I really get my shit together. What am I doing? With He's my like, life? when was
1: the last time I threw thrown up from from beer? Or yeah, alcohol. drinking. And
0: then, so he does have some self reflection. Then when he goes home, he expects his sister to be super mad. She's sitting on the couch, and she's actually not. She's very understanding. And then you can see their actual dynamic, how they normally are. And, uh, you know, they still go, it's like, you know, you got to get your life together. But she's, like, also kind of talking. It's like, I kind of feel like I had to get my life together. But, like, you can
1: kind of tell she's like him a lot.
0: And they make up. And well, it's just like a story about life changes. Well, even
1: both of them, both his sister and the boyfriend, were, had several times talking to the protagonist, mentioned how... They both wanted to wait to get married until they met each other. Yeah. And then it was like, well, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, originally I wanted to wait until I was older to get married. But as soon as I met your sister, like, that's the only thing I yeah, could think about. And what I also like, Lou, you were bringing up, like, the ball busting is, like, even, like, after, I forget if it was the first, I think it was the first dinner. Cause his mom is sent wants him to go to try to get intel because she wants information about him before they meet him, and she's asking him all those questions, and it gets to the point where like i don't know ask him whenever he comes over and just hangs up on her <laughs> like yeah so it doesn't matter like who it is he's mm. like, like we were saying he's an ass to everybody
0: well in the initial fight with his sister he brings up her period which mm. fucking makes her mad and he's like what i know your periods which i thought was weird at first but she apparently had a late period yeah. she didn't get her first period till she was 16 and uh well they're very really open with him because yeah. even towards the end like well, yeah, he knows the first time how old she was when she bought lace underwear, and she knows the first time he bought condoms.
1: Oh, then even, like, he asked her, like, how many, like, how many people have you've had sex with? And it's like, what, like, one or two? And she asked him, and he's like, I think it's like 26, I counted, but I might be missing 10 or so, like... Yeah. Oh, there
0: was a... Where is this scene There was a part I really enjoyed.
1: I hope... I'm pretty sure it's the same part, part that no, I enjoyed. No, this one's before that, but uh-huh. don't
0: worry, I'll get to that part.
1: I don't think
0: I'm on the right page. Ah, this is the next page. I'm a fucking idiot sometimes. <laughs> no, Baru. So there's a scene. It's, like, it's kind of like a flashback, I think, because this brother and sister, they never, like I said, they don't get into each other's personal lives. So he, he figures she's probably had sex or had boyfriends, but he doesn't know about it. And she knows doesn't he really want to know. About doesn't want to know about it. And she knows he fucks a lot, all these women and stuff. But again, she doesn't want to know about it. Well, one night he comes home and she is just crying in the kitchen, like bawling her eyes out in the kitchen. He's like, oh, fuck. And he like he, he even says, like, as stupid as I am, and as narrow-minded as I am or whatever, even I know that if she's crying in the kitchen, she wants me to comfort yeah. her, that why else would she be in there and not in a room? So he goes in and holds her hand. And it's like, till three in the morning, she's crying. Like, yeah, she's crying. like,
1: for three hours, she's crying. <laughs> He's like, I had no idea a human body could cry that much. Here we
0: go. I just, this was so fucking funny, I thought. Because I thought he was going to, because he talks about being like great at giving advice or something. I thought he was going to really give her some great advice. He does not. She cried for two hours straight, never moving. I could hardly believe the body was capable of producing such quantities of tears. Two minutes of crying was all it took to dry me out. By the time 3 a.m. rolled around, though, I had had it. I couldn't keep my eyes open. Now it was my turn as the elder brother to say something, though giving advice was definitely not my line. So I was wrong. He didn't say he was great at giving advice. I think he was being snarky when he said that at one point. I don't want to interfere with the way you live your life, I began. It's your life, and you should live it as you please. She nodded. But I do want to give you one word of advice. Don't carry condoms in your purse. They'll think you're a whore. <laughs> and then she
1: throws a fucking phone book at them. <laughs> but it was, but the, you know what I liked about that? That was kind of like the thing that that's she needed. Make, yeah. She snap her out of it. And like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the well, joke. What it goes on. That she stopped crying hey. after that. But
0: <laughs> it was like kind of his asshole way of doing it.
1: He's also very tired. Yeah.
0: There's one... I got one more thing before we get to the scene you like, and then we can end this episode, because this is probably... this It's
1: almost as long as the last one.
0: Yeah. They're
1: all long. They're not much of a minute anymore. But when you're doing multiple stories... Yeah. Women are like salmon. In the end,
0: they all swim back to the same place. This was about... She's becoming more and more like, like her, her mom. mom yeah. And I just thought that was a cool way to say that. It was like, because, again, this guy's a snarky asshole. So he's like, oh, she's becoming her mother. And it's, you know, they're like salmons. They just, eventually, they always go back I mean, to where they started, which is their mom.
1: Which you can say, a lot of people, like, like with sons and, and turning into, the, into their dads. Yeah.
0: Yeah, usually that it
1: All right, I'm going to read this just for you, Spencer, that won we'll the episode. Yes. Um,
0: I'm assuming this is the same thing, because it made me laugh very... Very uh, heartily. So he brings his. He meets his girl at a bar. He, they all the women he goes out with fucking drinks like banana daiquiris. Weird, but he he drank a lot. Yeah, because so, he
1: was drinking at the dinner. He was drinking before the dinner. Yeah. At the dinner.
0: Well, you know what? I'll I'll give this a little preface here. So. I'm going to read part of the previous paragraph at 11. I accompanied her to her apartment where we had sex as a matter of course, the way they give you a cushion and a cup of tea at an end. So <laughs> already he's like, Oh, this isn't good sex. Like they just, they had sex almost as like saying a, you know, a goodbye kiss yeah. or something or put the light out. She said, so I did from her window. You could see a big Nikon ad tower. A TV next door was blasting the day's pro baseball results. What with the darkness and my drunkenness, I hardly knew what I was doing. You couldn't call it sex. I just moved my penis and discharged some <laughs> semen. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck does that mean? It was wiggling around <laughs> spooches and leaves. Just rubbing it on things. Oh, man. But this, act, this story, a lot of good use of metaphors and stuff. And I just, I really like the theme of it because, again, this guy's like, he's really funny, but he is like an asshole kind of. Uh, It doesn't take life seriously at all to a fault. And his sister, who used to adore him for this and kind of look up to him, kind of is growing up, you know, because she's younger than him. So she's growing up, but he's still immature. And she's like, hey, you know, you can't be doing this forever. She learns to accept him for, you know, how he is. But she even says, hey, you know, you can't be like this forever. And he's like, I know. And if she gets married, his life's going to change as much as hers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's the theme at the end is like, hey. You know, life does change and it goes on, but he, he's perfectly accepted this. He's a capable individual. He yeah. has a good job. Uh, he's just a fucking pretty much an alcoholic womanizer if you were just looking at it face value. But obviously, deep down, that's not who he is. He just like life got away from him, it seems like. Because even she says, like, he didn't even take his job seriously. He just took the first job that he was offered because he hadn't in. Yeah. Uh, he, it wasn't like he really wanted that job or anything.
1: He kind of actually reminds me very much of kind of like uh, the dude from Lebowski. kind Big Lebowski, yeah. Kind of, but a little bit more put together, but of just like the... You whatever the chillness side yeah yeah like the the whatever like if you
0: got like ryan reynolds and made him the big lebowski <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what you get just a bunch of one-liners and non-stop jokes but if you folks like if i can recommend any story out of this so far uh the little green the ones we covered today the little green monster and family affair are so far my favorites um yeah uh, sleep I liked Sleep a lot, too, but like I said, the ending, of that, yeah. I absolutely hated the
1: ending. Not that it was a bad ending, I guess, it just wasn't like, come on, where's it go? Yeah. I need more! That would have been, a, like, a novel I would have liked to see that that spread out.
0: Yes. Well, I looked in, the, like, the Wind-Up Bird and the Tuesday's Woman or whatever, that story actually is the first chapter of the Wind-Up mm. Bird Chronicle, like, an abridged version. So, like I said, there's some changes and stuff, but uh, that was that's why that was so familiar to me, so that's not that that wasn't a story. Mm. Like I said, I would say at least half of these aren't stories. Most of them don't even have normal or even try to have storytelling structure that you would be familiar with. No beginning, middle, or end or anything like that. They're just weird off the ball wall. Like mainly the ones with like the obsessive guys. Because even the one we did last uh, episode about the guy, like that big long title one where he had the mm. journal entries, yeah. he seemed almost obsessive because he was obsessed with writing every day in his journal.
1: Yeah, kind of compulsive. Yeah, his
0: diary about just like random notes. Not nonsense. Yeah, it didn't matter. Like, why are you doing this? Uh, a lot of taxi driver vibes, mm. too, I think. Um, so which one did you like out of, uh, I guess we should have did that in the last one too because we recorded these back to back, but. Let's just say out of the mm-hmm. collection so far, what stories you like the most?
1: Yeah, those one, mm-hmm. the ones that you, you brought up, those mm-hmm. are probably...
0: That's where, And we covered this when we did First Person singular with that monkey story, the mm-hmm. monkey in the spa, which I really liked. The uh, Same thing with the, the little green monster. Somehow, which seems like it would be so bizarre and like hard fantasy or horror or something, is none of those things. He mm-hmm. makes it just like a normal occurrence. Like a mundane activity almost, even though it's like there's this little green monster telling a woman and she kills him with her mind. And it's just like that should be the most bizarre thing I've read in a long time. But it always reads so straight. Yeah, It's so hard to explain. I wish I could explain it to people. Because the same with the monkey and the the sauna thing. Like after a couple pages of getting used to the monkey talking and stuff, you're just like, okay, this is the world the guy's in. There's a talking monkey. Perfectly normal. Uh, So... That's what I always like about Mirakami's writing is everything just seems normal when it's not at all. Uh, and even like these normal, like a lot of these are just kind of human-based stories that aren't really magical or anything. Even a lot like the hosen story. Weird just because of like the event, like but you, that's something that can happen to somebody. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, I could totally see that just happening. It's like it just that's a real thing, right? Um, and I think that also helps because most of the stories are just Haruki Murakami. It's the most yeah. unnamed protagonist, it seems. That's the only thing I will critique about his writing in these short stories. I wish he had fucking names for some of these people. He doesn't like to name people, except for Noboru Watanabe.
1: But how's uh, it in the novels? They have names in the um. novels. I think sometimes it's just like a letter,
0: though. I don't know. He got his writing... We'll end it on this. He got his writing inspiration from a lot of like Russian literature, and... Uh, it's weird because I, I personally don't think that shows in his writing. But that's like what he grew up with, mm. like a lot of Western fiction, which over there, Russians considered Western fiction. Yeah, so maybe uh, next time or after, maybe we'll do a wrap-up at the end of this. When we read this book, we'll do a wrap-up episode where we kind of look more into the life of Haruki Murakami because maybe that would help us better understand where yeah. he's going, especially in these stories that are from like the 70s and 80s. Because uh, the Alfred Birnbaum ones, I think, are from like the early 80s or late 70s. Because that was his, I think that was his translator around then. So I would like to look more into his life and just uh, see like what his headspace might have been like when he was. Because mm. that's like, like we mentioned before, these are kind of experimentalized. I think he was just finding himself. Uh, once he's established, I think you'll see more of a very specific style. Because everything I've read of him, for the most part, was a uh, '80s and up. Like maybe the Wild Sheep Chase was the '70s, Norwegian Wood, but Nor- Norwegian Wood was one that like you would think was weird because it's like a normal story. Like it's a normal novel. it's not anything like they made it like a uh like a romance movie out of it in japan like it's just like a normal story with like a just like a sprinkle of magical realism in it, but that's it uh and all oh, his other story like his other novels are very off the wall um also we should do a mirror Coming minute on the strange library. I think that's the name of it. Uh, Is that another
1: collection? No,
0: it's just one story. Oh, okay. It's almost like a novella. It's very right. short, but it's very weird. It's that book I showed you. I think I'll show it to you after we get off here. It's the one that like folds up
1: in a whole.
0: Oh. Um anyway, we thank you for listening. Um, did I do an outro for the last episode? If not, I'm you gonna copy it. I think <laughs> I'll just copy this one. Um uh, anyway, thank you for listening. And uh I guess we'll see you next week. We won't see you. You'll hear us. You'll hear us
1: next week. We'll see you with our
0: new mics that we're still working on.